We are live. We are live. Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me get my iPhone X out the camera before I get roasted by the the viewers too. I don't need that. I don't need that type of negative energy in my life. Hey, need that type of negative energy. King Gibbs, high in the building. High King Gibbs, high in the hey, building. I, I, I hate that. I hate that for me. I hate that for me. But fellas, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's let's get into something that we all know about, but that like. We we just haven't really talked about on this show because we we named the show after an Ice Spice lyric, you know what I mean, or a song that Ice Spice was on rather. And and with that being said, can you name me a old school rapper that you feel like does not get the love that he or she or they deserve? Um, I'm gonna go Big L. Okay. Big L only right. got one album. You know, and people that are like hip hop, hip hop heads, of course, know who Big L is. But in terms yeah. of like the overarching hip hop landscape, Big L don't get enough it. credit that he deserved. He only had one album before he died. But at the same time, the whole like double rhyme scheme pattern was, I'm not going to say it was made by him, but it was perfected and popularized by him. So without Big L, you wouldn't have rappers like Hove. You wouldn't have rappers like M. You wouldn't have rappers like Cam. Like, he influenced that whole, like, double, that double rhyme scheme style. Don't don't throw Cam in there. Don't. Hey, look, bro, even though Cam is goofy and hilarious, he got, like, three very solid albums in a row. That's fair. That's actually very fair. He does. He if does. you listen to it, Confessions of Fire, Come Home With Me, or Purple Haze, all of those are like top tier hip hop albums, yo. But you know what I think is like unfair? Like, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, you can't judge historical figures by today's standards. I think that same thing kind of got to apply to rap to some degree. Like when people are like, oh, the Sugar Hill Gang was terrible. Listen to them and they're like, a hip? Uh-huh. A hip? Like, that's what yeah. the, the rap was in it. That was the infancy. landscape. That was what it was. Like Curtis blowing the brakes is like that was what it was. You just didn't didn't see that too often. Bring Chris. it up, bring it up, bring it up. Hey, that just, you didn't see rappers. <laughs> Can it, you imagine back in the day though? Like I hop in the whip, like yo Gibbs, you heard that new Sugar Hill game, and I pop in the table. We all in the whip talk about that's the brakes. <laughs> but again, but again, you know, understand this. Understand this. Imagine that. But like the closest thing that you had to that was what, like Frankie Lyman or some, something like that. Yeah, true. Like, that's fact. Really, really. What was the closest thing you had to actual rap? Like. Jimi Hendrix in the seventies, maybe like what you didn't. That's have true. That's that true. was like it. So I mean, you know, we're listening to this from the context of like we've heard rappers say like you know triple entendres and whatnot on the track, and we like, hey yo, that's crazy. But like you know, it's it's like watching basketball in the forties. How like all of the players now would get arrested for witchcraft? Well, of course, because like. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody was dribbling like this. Exactly. Exactly. Isaiah Thomas' handle was known as crazy because he could dribble with both hands. Like, that's, <laughs> that's really wild to me. That's, that's kind of really crazy. Chris, who's a, who's an old school rapper or a rapper from the past that you don't think get enough Man, He get credit, but not enough of me. Consider what he did for the game and all that. Cube. I mean, Ice Cube, bro. Kids nowadays, mm, you realize that's a good one. That, that's a good they one. never even heard of Ice Cube rap. They think Ice Cube just somebody that played in movies. Like, y'all realize and do the big thing. Yeah. Like, Cube wrote everybody in NWA lyrics, and he also, he did so much for the community. On top of that, when he found out he was getting dead, bro, he left the group, started his own label, and then put people on on there, and then 
got back up with Dr. Dre and dropped something else, and then dropped all the movies after that in conjunction to all that. And his solo the album was kind of fire. His solo oh, album was, it was heat. It was kind it was of fire. His first one, yeah, his first one for sure. I, I gotta go with Ghostface, man. I gotta go with Ghostface. People do not show that man enough love, bro. People do not yeah. show that man enough love. He is known as like one of the players that's easy to beat in Def Jam Vendetta. Like that's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much all people know him as. But that like, man did not block at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But like <laughs> that man, it, his his rhyme schemes were impeccable. And fun fact, they like measured. So, like, somebody did, like, a measurement of how many different words that, like, different rappers had used throughout their career. And, like, Ghostface was, like, first of all, all of Wu-Tang was in the top, I want to say, like, 15 or 20. But, like, Ghostface was, like, number two or three. Like, that's how expansive his vocabulary was on the track, which is, like, you know, my mom always used to be, like, oh, like, you stop listening to rap, it's going to rot your brain. And I'm, like, well, Ghostface is actually expanding my brain. I've... Really quick, I got something about that. Like, I feel like that's rooted in the fact that, like, 99% of rappers are usually black. When it comes to, like, how diverse a genre can be, how thought-provoking a genre could be, the flexibility of that genre, rap is number one by a landslide. Oh, absolutely. Like, you absolutely. cannot tell me, like, oh, it's, rap is going to rot your brain, and then you listen to, like, the most dense like rock song ever with she no depth my lyrics. For sexy. <laughs> yeah, Bro, yeah. Like it's no way you can tell me like, oh, rappers go right your brain. Do you listen to that? Welcome to the jungle? Like, come on, bro. You know that what what's what's the one that they always play? Um in the uh in like every war movie. Every like um it's uh it's it start off real slow. Something, something, something real easy, my friends. You, you know. Oh yeah. You know uh, like, oh man. That's I, I know what you talk. They play it at every movie that's like about the Vietnam War for some reason, every, bro. Every time <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see like yeah, the, yeah. you see the trees, you see the heat waves coming. And it is the, the big uh like army green helicopter that's that's yep, touching down. Coming in every <laughs> time. <laughs> right when that song plays, you know the time <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I agree, bro. I agree. Like rap, rap truly is a, an expensive genre. And whatever people are like that, the, the take that's most funny to me is like, um, get you a man who treats you like a country song and not a rap song. Cause like, what do you mean by that? Right. <laughs> Drink a little whiskey, beat on you a little bit, you know. You know what? And, whoa, and, whoa, 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 whoa. And listen, that's a country listen. song. What you mean? Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you really think about it, with how people say the old generation says, oh, all these songs are so lewd and so graphic and they're all about cheating and something else. Think about it this way. For every rule, there is an exception. The Big Sean song, Play No Game, sample what song? Peace of My Love by Guy, right? Yeah. The song Peace of My Love, what do you think that song was about? Peace of My Love. What do you What do you think it was about? He was cheating in that song. You get a piece of that thing. He was cheating. <laughs> that man said, "I you can have part of me, but it's just some things that I cannot explain." Ma'am, you the side piece. You did that that's what he said. Like that's that that's the reality. Liar. Hey. Liar. Hey. <laughs> Much like John Moran when he said he was good in the West, that man was not being truthful. He was not being truthful. But folks, enough about the rap music. Enough about the rock music. Enough about the R&B. We got some playoff basketball to get into. Yep, yep. We got two top seeds down three to one. 
We got the Warriors surging back. And, man, we got the NFL draft coming, too. We got lots of things. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers is officially headed to the Big Apple. Go Jets, go. Y'all ready to get into these sports? Ready for yes, it. Sir. You see Chris got on this Jets green shirt, too. He, 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 ready he to said roll. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's crazy. That's crazy. But anywho. All righty, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master, the mix master, Josh Gotten in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man playing Chris Allen in the building. Present. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Ken Gibbs. You know that Chris was that kid that would say present at school, too. You man, know. they used to get on my nerves, though. Everybody smacked their lips for no reason. Now, fellas, you got playoff Jimmy, also known as Michael Jeffrey Jordan Jr. And you got uh, Giannis on the other side. But, man, it's looking bad for the Bucks. They're down 3-1. And then... You got the Grizzlies that are good in the West. They poke bears. They it, it's a parade inside their city, but somehow that old man and a white boy with the nickname of AR fifteen is shooting the lights out. Now, fellas, please tell me which series is more surprising to you so far. I would say the Lakers series, right? All year, right? All year long, we have been talking about how trash the Lakers were. And then they made a move at the deadline, but everybody like, Rob Linka, this is a good move, but it might be too late. You know, Anthony Davis going to get hurt. But this series is surprising because you would think the Lakers being up 3-1, LeBron and AD are having the series out of their out of their mind right now. You would think that they are the new Kobe and Shaq for the Lakers, right? But no, that's not the case at all. The I Lakers mean, one of are them is putting up Kobe and Shaq type mm-hmm. numbers. Well, yeah, one, one of, of them is. is. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, you would think if I told you Giz in the beginning of the season, the Lakers would be up three one to the Grizzlies. You would, what was the first thing you would say? Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I'm uh, saying you would be like, oh, LeBron if you were to say which players would be going off, I would, I would yeah. for sure say Brian and AD, hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. But no, you got Rui Hachimura leading you in school in scoring first game. You know. AR-15, he liked that. He liked that. I, I'm sorry to say it, but he, he liked that right now. I mean, he might not. I don't know longevity-wise. He's not worth $90 million to me, but he liked that. I mean, and then D'Angelo Russell, to his credit, he came up big last night. You know, without D'Angelo, they don't win that game. Yeah, those three back threes before he fouled out was huge, boy. Back-to-back-to-back back three. That shifted momentum, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is surprising, but... If we go into the Miami Heat and Bucks series, right? The crazy thing is, I was watching that game and I tweeted this. I'm like, Giannis is clearly the best player on the court, but Jimmy is just looking better right now. Jimmy just wanted more. Jimmy just like Giannis, pound for pound talent. He looked like he was just like a man amongst boys. Jimmy just looked like he was desperate for that W, and the crazy thing is, Gibbs, and I know Giannis your boys. I'm gonna pick on you a little bit though. Giannis, right? If that mm-hmm. was any superstar, Kobe, Brian, uh, Jordan, even Kawhi, right? Everybody would be bashing Giannis because they would be like, why didn't you take that desi- defensive assignment? When LeBron and was going against the Bulls and D-Rose was getting off, 
LeBron said in the huddle, I got him. He took ownership and he went to go guard that man. Why we don't hold Giannis to the standard? He was a defensive player of the year previously. He was a league MVP previously. But it's okay when Giannis loses for some reason. And yes, he missed three games this series. I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, if that man's going off for 50, 50, I like the way guys say it better. 50. <laughs> He's going off for 50. You got to do something, Giannis. This, you, like, come on, man. This is you're universally known as the best player in the NBA. You are supposed to step up right there. Can I, can I, can I say something real quick? I don't know who this y'all is that don't hold Giannis accountable, but that's not me. Remember, when we were talking about the Bucks and Nets series and KD was going off, what did I say? Giannis needs to be checking him. He needs to follow him everywhere. Yeah. Oh, no, he needs to. If, if he go to the bathroom, you better be prepared to shake that thing for him. You better be right there with him every <laughs> step of the way. And, 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 yet, and yet, he still hasn't. I don't know what it, but Chris, you might have been right in saying that Coach Bud winning the championship over there. It, it might have hurt him. I've been saying this. It, it, for the future purposes, because people are going to think like what he did is okay, and it's not. It's not. Like if you got a player over there that's going off and he plays a position close to what your all time defensive player, multiple time defensive player of the year is playing, he needs to take that matchup, period. I mean, I, I think that's the case. I think that's the case with most modern players. So, like, what player that's under the age of 30? I just feel like that's the narrative for, like, you know, basketball fans change by generation. What, you know, like, current player that would be considered a top star right now is held to that same standard that we held stars to, like Brian picking up D-Rose, Kobe picking up Melo. I mean, it's, it's, but it's not that many stars that are stars on the defensive end as well. Like, how many of the stars in today's game do you think about it and you're like, oh, that's a two-way player right there? That's true. A- that's true. Under the age of 30, you got Giannis. Um, he's not a – I wouldn't put him, like, as a superstar, but I would put Jalen Brown in that category. Um Honestly, that's honestly you could, about Tatum, it. you could put Tatum there. You, I think you could put Tatum there. I don't. I think Tatum is there because of length, but Tatum is not like a lockdown. He's not a lockdown. Can I say? Can I say something? Y'all might get mad at me. What up? Tyrese Halliburton is kind of in that same category. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't disagree all with right. you at all. No, all right. I, I thought y'all was finna get real no, casual. No, no, you know, yeah, no, Tyrese Halliburton is in that. He's in. <laughs> no, that yeah, category, Ty- Tyrese, bro. my guy. He's a he's and, and a baller. Got to, to be honest, De'Aaron Fox in there too a little bit. De'Aaron Fox can sit down on D. I ain't gonna lie, D. But he's too small to play any anything beyond the two. He him can't. and Halliburton about the same size though. No way. What? Yeah, Halliburton about oh, six five, brother. six six, and De'Aaron about six four, six five. Yeah. What? Yeah, ain't about, yeah, yeah. I think De'Aaron like six four and Tyrese like six six. I think. Yeah, the air was like 6'3. I thought I don't know why I thought the air was like 6'3. That's, that's crazy. Nah. But I feel you. I feel you. I got you. I got you. But anyway, I, I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna say this. I to me, the Heat Bucks is much more surprising than the Lakers to me because I told y'all coming into the playoffs, if I was the, the Grizzlies, I would do everything I can to get out of that two seed. I would be running from that two seed like yeah. my life depended well, on it. Josh tried because, to. Because I know, <laughs> I know exactly what was coming because just the way that even before Dylan Brooks did all his talking, I just know how that team is. Remember what we were saying? Was this uh, Memphis team one of the most annoying teams we've ever seen? 
that ain't won nothing yet. I knew they was going to start chirping that Brian. They were going to start chirping that AD. And then next thing you know, one of, if not both of them, were going to go legend. This yeah. Bucks series, however, it doesn't, none of this makes sense. Imagine a world where I tell you Giannis is going to get a triple-double, Brooke Lopez is going to score 36. And you lose the game? Yeah. What? How? How does this even happen? What? It, but it's the magic of playoff Jimmy. It's the magic of playoff Jimmy, boy. Hey, I'll serious question, though. Serious question. It was a thing on Twitter. I don't know if y'all saw it. But Brooke Lopez or Al Horford, who would y'all take? Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. But but why though? Like for me, my body telling me Book Lopez, but my brain saying Al Horford. If we were playing early two thousands basketball, where the big man was gonna need a deep bag of post moves, all that, or if you were talking about young Brick Lopez, and we're talking, no, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about now. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If we're talking either one of those two, and we're talking the the early two thousands, like grit and grind, everybody had a player who would do isolation, and nobody really came to that type of deal. Like, eh. Go ahead and give me the better better player in the post. But in today's game, a, a a big that can stretch the floor and protect the rim, he can stretch the floor better than Horford, and he can protect the rim better than Horford. That's pretty Hor- much- Horford can stretch the floor. But see, the thing I think <laughs> Horford don't get enough credit for, his ability to play make and bring the ball up the court. Brooke Lopez is not doing that. And I feel like that's the difference to me. And also, the leadership that Al Horford brings to the to his team versus the leadership that Brooke Lopez brings to his team. Brooke is definitely a leader, but he's not like Al Horford. Al Horford is the type of guy, if it's a conflict in the locker room, he going he to be the problem solver for the conflict. Brooke Lopez is the type of guy like, Y'all need to chill out. I'm not in it though. You know what I mean? Like, I, just... but 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 I feel like in most situ, well, not in a modern NBA, but I feel like those are holes in your team that you can that you can feel. You know what I mean? I feel like if you had a list of things that you want somebody to bring to a team, Brooke Lopez would check more of those boxes than Al Horford. You can yeah. get you a playmaker. You can get you a locker room leader, but you're not going to get somebody that's shooting 40% from three <clears throat> and averaging two and a half, three blocks but, a game. But Al, Al Horford don't shoot bad from three, though. You know what I mean? So you getting all that and he shoots good from three. He, listen, I'm not saying... At the end of the day, when I look at these two players and I'm saying to myself, all right, which player is... Which player would I rather have right now at this very moment? I'm going to ask myself, which of these players do I look at and say, mm, he's he's going to get done more of what helps my team again at this very moment or for most general or generic put together teams, right? A big that can protect the rim at a high level, whether we realize it or not, all the best rim protecting bigs, how many of them are not in the playoffs? How many rim protected bigs are like nowhere near the playoffs? And I mean good ones, not like low level. I would like say games. only only the one is Pacers for me off top. Yeah, I was gonna Miles say I was Turner. thinking Miles Turner. That's the only one I could think of. Okay. But you do you do you get what I'm saying there? There's a very mm-hmm. direct correlation between a big that can truly, when he's in the paint, everybody has to think twice about it. If you watch the Grizzlies and Lakers game, those shots that that the Lakers were hitting down the stretch were truly like that's the greatest player of all time. Second graded, third, fourth, fifth, worst, at absolute worst player of all time right there. Like, that's not a... That's if you're not going out of the top five, player. you just like, you just yeah, 50 years right. old and hating, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. honestly, just based on 
You know what? Can can I make a special announcement here on the Facts Over X podcast, man? Go ahead. What's going Go on? Ahead. Make your special announcement. Okay, so when it comes to the goat conversation, one I don't like to have that conversation anymore, just because it's like it's it's brainless to have. I right. like to put when I talk about stuff, I like to put it into into tiers. Like I usually try mm-hmm. to go like tier one through four. But if you want to have a goat conversation, if you want to put somebody at one, I always take it into two things on account: skill level. And then your accomplishments. I try to separate those two categories. Hmm. If we're talking about skill level, there is a conversation to be had, right? But if we're talking about just like looking at the career on paper, LeBron is un- is undisputedly the GOAT. If you're just looking at it like wow. on paper. Wow. If I set two pieces of paper in front of you with accolades uh, and just career averages by year, you can't argue it. This is crazy. If I could pay a dollar for every time I wanted gotten to just say that, you know, we, I just <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. Chris, Chris right got into crazy. He got into crazy what eight leg parlay that if it hits, it's gonna turn sixty into a thousand. And I think that those odds was a lot shorter than than Guyton making this statement today. I think those <laughs> odds were much shorter. My lord, this is crazy. But um, no, but but you know, I, I agree. And and like I said, at the end of the day, the presence of a Jared Jackson Jr. makes everything different. It makes it everything different offensively. The presence of uh, a Jared Allen, it makes it tough in the paint, even though them boys, as mm. his guards right now, they the young Cavs money always squad. selling. They, Cavs hey, always selling. <laughs> let me Cavs tell you something now. Always let me tell selling. you something. Will you see that ticket, Gibbs, who I pick? <laughs> Uh, the, the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks. Exactly. Yeah, the Cavs always sell it. The Cavs. We finna hear a lot of bing bong F your life after, after the night. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be going off all throughout New York City. But it, yeah, yeah uh, uh, to me, an elite rim changer changes things more than a big that can handle the ball because there are multiple bigs with a decent ability to handle or a decent ability to not necessarily be the initiator of your offense, but you can trust them to make a smart pass that like it don't really make no difference. For real, like nobody's looking at Mason Plumley like, ooh, he can pass. Like that's crazy. But like, if you can rim protect, even if you're super mid, people are still gonna look at you like, hey. He, but but get, coming but get, paint. I argue the best two team, two three teams in the league right now don't really got a big that can rim protect. You think about it, the Suns; they don't. Aiden's not a rim protected big. He's just there, just a big big. Right, yoke it. Number one seed in the West, he not a rim protector. I don't fear nothing in Jokic. But that's that's two teams though. The vast I, mean, I, I, I can still go. I, I, I can still go. Embiid, oh, yes, he's there. Embiid, yes, he's. I was there. about to say, don't but, tell me Embiid. No, nah, Embiid, Embiid, an elite rim protector. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Embiid, yes, he's there. But the team that is projected to beat Embiid is what I'm saying. The Celtics. Robert Williams is yeah, he there, but he not. He's six nine. He not like no. But okay, now let me ask you this: Of the teams that you just named, how many of them have a big that initiates the offense, brings the ball up court, and is like that's what's important to them? You see what I'm saying? Yo, like to me, the Sixers and B bring okay. the ball up, and B and B brings he, the he ball does, up on rare he, occasions. That is not no regular. Uh, like, all right, this uh, the guy okay, I want bringing okay. the ball. Uh, up. Type I, I agree, I agree. But when he feeling, <laughs> he does take take control, bring the ball up. Also, um, I mean. 
he not a he not a center per se, but Giannis. Giannis is a great rim protecting big, but he brings the ball up a lot. I was just about to say, I know you just didn't say that the three time defensive player of the no, year no, wasn't no. a great rim protecting. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying he's a great, but what I'm saying is if you have that, like Al Horford is a great defender and he shoots better from the three from than Brooke Lopez, the leadership aspect, and you get playmaking on top of that. He's, he shot the three. He shot the three ball better for a longer time. I don't think that when you get them rolling at their highest clip, you're like, eh, Brooke is probably not as good as as um, as Al is in terms of of three point shooting when they're at their best in terms of that one ability. Now again, all time, yes, because remember when Brooke came into the league, that boy could not shoot beyond that mid range. That was. He was like a a drop step machine and like he would never step out deep. And now he lives out there basically. That's like a huge part of his offensive game. So, you know, but I I, I get what you're going. I, I think it's a good argument either way. I think that's a good conversation to have. Like it's all about what you like, but I personally, just for my sake, three and D as opposed to like the guy who is more well-rounded and can do more things in today's game. If I'm looking at a center, because yeah, neither you one of them is specialist be, instead of a exactly a, a, exactly a, a, a utility knife. I got you. Exactly, and and neither one of them is going to be your number one or two or really even third option. So if you're going to be fourth yeah. or lower, just give me three and D. That's all I need from fourth and lower. Just give me three and D, and we'll work everything out between one, two, and three. But like you know, I I I can see the argument there. I can see the argument there. Josh, which one of these series is, is most surprising to you? Heat, uh, Heat, and the Bucks, or the Grizzlies and the Lakers? Heat Bucks without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, going into the playoffs, I'm pretty sure majority of the population, us three on this show, all said that if the Lakers were healthy, then the Grizzlies were were in for a fight. And I believe all of us had Lakers in six when we did our predictions to start, you know, to start the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Um, but most of us had Bucks winning in five, most six games. I mean, granted, Giannis wasn't healthy for two games, and I keep trying to tell y'all, yes, they have good individual pieces, but that Bucks team is mid without Giannis. That team is very mid without Giannis. Uh, they a solid team without Giannis, but I ain't. Hey, hey, listen, listen. All I'm gonna say is this: Drew Holiday is playing some of the worst ball I've seen him play in years. Look, I'm all like, I'm what happened? Where did your skills go, brother? What's all, going all, on? All, all I'm saying is, all three of us play video games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were playing 2K and you was like, hey, Gibbs, let's run some 2K, and I asked you, and you was going to pick your team, and the Bucks was a team, but Giannis didn't exist. Out of 100 times, how many times are you picking the Bucks? I mean, it, obviously, I, I would not pick the Bucks. You're not loading up the hoop with Chris Middleton, bro. That team is <laughs> that, that team is just not built for success I, I without Giannis. But I'm I'm just surprised by that series because I thought that Giannis coming back. When I th- thought the Bucks would fight harder without Giannis, which they didn't, and I thought Giannis coming back would put everything straight ahead. They're down two one, but that's a team that has championship experience. They can win a few games in a row once Giannis is back. I was not expecting Jimmy Butler to drop 50 something. We know how the playoff works. I think that momentum is about to carry in, about to carry into game five. And I don't know if the Bucks escape even in Milwaukee. You want to know the, the nastiest part about this, this whole deal to me. I'm looking at that series and I'm like, man, at the end of the day, the Bucks should be okay because I mean, Jimmy is not getting much. He's getting precious little from the rest of that team. But then you look up and down that roster, and you're just like, the most random players are going off. What is Caleb Martin doing giving you 12? 
What is Caleb <laughs> hey, Martin doing? Caleb Martin low-key is the unsung ball. hero of that game, bro. Here's the thing. Fun fact that y'all may not know. Both of the Martin twins started off their career at NC State. I lived across the hall from them boys. I'm telling you, I I would not have expected this. <laughs> I never at any point in time would have expected like, yeah, he's going to be one of the most important reserves in a very important series at some point in time. Like, what? No disrespect. No disrespect to the Martin twins. You know what I mean? Peace and much love to y'all. But What? This is crazy. This is insanity. That 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 boy saved the game for Miami. I know Jimmy had fifty six, but without those, uh, he hit what three threes in a row in the fourth. Two of them. He hit two of them back to back. Yeah. And the boys would not have survived without that man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's it's I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Drew Holiday like, bro, two of eleven from deep. That that anytime, and I say this about Dylan Brooks too. Anytime a team's game plan mm-hmm. is. Uh, let them shoot. You need to square up with their head coach after the game. I don't care how well, <laughs> I don't care if you go eight for eight from deep or if you go 0 for 21. You need to see their head coach after the game because he really trying you. Yeah, and they, and that's just wild to me. Like, it, it, I, I think I picked the Lakers just as most surprising because the way they winning to me is just like, yeah. Darwin Ham has Rui Hatamara playing center when they have a problem with rebounding and they also have a problem with stopping them from getting to the paint. And Rui Hatamara is out there playing center. It's like, how are the Lakers winning this series? They, they are trying to lose to me. And I'm just shocked that they win it. Hey, I didn't want to claim him until like he did something good, but you know, now we can say Pistons legend Darvin Ham. Uh, <laughs> All right, make sure you throw that on there. Yeah, I mean, NBA, cha- wait, he was on that championship team, wasn't he? I want to say was. yes. I want I to say yes. Yeah, it, Pistons legend Darvin Ham. You know what I mean? Uh, put some respect on that man's name, put some <laughs> respect on it. But now we got to move on to tonight's series, fellas. Let me ask you this. Well, actually, first, do you think either one of these teams that are down 3-1 got, got that brawn in them? Do you think one nope. of them is coming back? Nope. Chris? I think the Bucks make it game seven, but I, I don't know, bro. I think Jimmy got one more game in him like this, and it'd be mm-hmm. game seven when his life is on the line because he do it. We see Jimmy do this time and time again against the time time Lakers again. in the finals. He, he put the team on his back. 40-point triple-dub in the finals. Against the Celtics, his shot went in and out. And last year, they would have been in the finals against the Warriors. Yesterday, they needed this win badly because they got to go back to Milwaukee. They split there, then Milwaukee has home court again. Jimmy put the team on his back and said, come on, Bam, you don't want to hoop? I'll hoop. Like, like, Bam has been historically bad in this series. Like, historically bad. Yeah, he's had some rough games. He's had some real rough games here. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right. So moving forward, let's let's look at the games tonight. Okay. On tonight's docket, you know, now I'm not gonna say who, but somebody said we got a night off from basketball tonight. We got the <laughs> Celtics Hawks, we got the Nuggets, Timberwolves, and we got the Clippers Suns. Now, all three of the teams, wait, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, all three of these series are three one. Celtics up three one, Denver up three one, Suns up three one. Do any of these series extend beyond tonight? No, not at all. Um, you're looking at a, a series with a Clippers team that's very unhealthy. Um, Westbrook, shout out to Westbrook. Westbrook been hooping, but uh, 
Yeah, when you your two best pieces not playing, you can't win a series. Oh, I know, I, I know Gibbs about to snap, but <laughs> he, he gonna let us hey. finish our takes first. Hey, um, I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. Ahead, <laughs> Minnesota, Denver. We already know what the deal is with Minnesota, Denver. I mean, you know, Minnesota was able to get a game playing some great basketball in OT, but uh, Denver about to get that over with tonight. And then um, we got Atlanta, Boston. It just came on right now. Atlanta is just. I the Boston is a favorite to win the East. Atlanta is just not well equipped enough to win that series. It's one of those cases where we see in a lot of basketball series, like a team usually gets a game. I think we see we've seen three cases of that um in, in with these games that's coming on tonight. I'll tell you what, if Trey Young pulls off a comeback in this series, he I, to me, he's elevated into that top five point guards in the game today conversation. He he you gotta put him in there. You got there is no way you can leave him out if he shows up that big because he would need three Herculean efforts in order to uh, get him back in the series. I don't think he's gotten in him, but, you know. Chris, talk to me. Do any of these series Boy, no, go them, on? Them, them Hawks, them, them Hawks, so they, yeah, they how you take some yeah. shrimp and you dethaw them shrimp and you, mm-hmm. like, season them shrimp real good. You put them in some batter and then you get some grease really, really hot. You drop the shrimp in there and you take them right back out. That's how cooked the the Hawks are Dejounte Murray <laughs> suspended in this game, right? Hmm. That says enough right there. So now, now the only defending guard you have is suspended. You know how many pick and rolls Trey Young gonna see today? He gonna be a turntable out there. Everybody gonna get a turn. You get one. You get one. You get one. He might be down low at the post with Al Horford today. That's how many pick and rolls they gonna do on that boy today. He has DeAndre no Bembry today. gonna be fighting for his life out there. Oh, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. The, the, the Celtics are going to have him spinning like a top. I, I, I'm just, and then the Nuggets, if East team extends this series, I would say it's the Nuggets and the Wolves, right? Only because the Nuggets historically, when they get up, they play with their food, right? Think about right. it. With the Jazz, they play with their food. They won that series, but... They almost played to the point where they almost lost that series. They won Mike Conley's shot away from losing that series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and the cat that they did come back from 3-1, but it's because they played. They were, they were, they were winning every game they lost. They played with that jazz team. And then yeah. you have them against the Lakers. Yes, the Lakers won a championship that year, but the Denver had them cornered a lot of that series in the bubble. Yeah. And in, in regular season. I always tell people, yes, the regular season matters to me because you are who you are when you get to the playoffs. It's certain players that rise up, like you got your Jimmy Butlers. Even I give him credit, even Ray John Rondo, he's a different player in the playoffs because he understands the difference. But you are who you are at the end of the day. Like we know we expect that from Jimmy, but we knew this Heat team was gonna struggle because of how they played in the regular season. Now they got gifted. The, the Bucks thought they could give them two games and still come back and win the series for some reason. Good job, but 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 anyway. Um I think that the Timberwolves can steal a game, but I don't think they do tonight. And then Phoenix, I don't even want to talk about Phoenix, bro. We we might as well move past that. The Clippers, they, they didn't even want to play. They don't. They 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 won't win Bianca. Apparently, I don't know what they want to do. With- Boy, I haven't seen the bug get destroyed like this since they had an ad with Dylan Mulvaney. Bada. Anywho, oh brother, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got dad jokes for days, folks. Dad jokes for days. But anywho, um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that all these series end tonight. Um, 
I told everybody about Kawhi. I've told you all about Kawhi for years now. And I, you know, I did a face mask the other night and I hope my skin is glowing. I hope that there's a, a camera. Get closer. I, I don't have a cameraman, so I'm going to just move closer to the camera. Boy, it feels good. Life on this side of hating Kawhi is swell. It's really uh, swell over here. Never thought we have a self care segment here on uh, Facts Over Acts, but you ever did a you ever did a peel with some uh, papaya in it? I haven't. I have do one of those, a, man. I did a charcoal peel not too long ago, and I said never again, bro, because like it it's like super sticky and super messy. Yeah, and like it got in my eyebrow and so washing it, it off like, a pain in the ass too. Yeah, 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 it was terrible. It was it was just god awful. I ever since then I'm like, hey man, give me the rose water. Give me the rose water. It's nice <laughs> and gentle and delicate. Give me that. Please and thank you. You know what I mean? Also found out that apparently, like, the things aren't made for lips as big as mine. Because, like, the little hole was, like, it yep. was only cover, like, this much of my lip. They also crazy. don't compensate for you having a full beard. Yeah, yeah. They don't expect men with beards to be, yeah. you know. Yeah, my beard full, too. You know what I mean? It's, we, we right here. We the same guy for real, Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyway, uh, fellas. We we got to switch gears now because we we talked a lot of basketball. We've talked all these playoffs. But, man, I got to tell you, one more thing. Actually, one more thing before we get off of, of basketball. The Warriors seem to be coming back. It seems as if Coach of the Year, Mike Brown Pack, is about to be real potent. It's about to be extra loud out there in the Bay. Are the, the Aaron Fox out for game five? With a shooting hand injury, are the Kings cooked? The Kings, uh, they are in fact cooked. E, hate it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hate say it. this just. I'm gonna say this just because, like, shout out to the Kings. They played a hell of a series. Um, with De'Aaron Fox, there's a strong possibility that they would be uh, def- defeating the defending champions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Kings. It's very rare that we see teams. The Kings haven't hit, hit the playoffs since what 04? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Something crazy. It's very rare that we see a team like this is most people's first time um, on this level. And they're playing at an elite level against a team with a lot of playoff experience, which is something that we don't see from these brand new teams in the playoffs. So first of all, shout out to the Kings. But at the same time, De'Aaron Fox is the engines that wheels the Kings along the way that they've been killing Golden State that most teams kill Golden State is by dribble drive penetrations spreading out the floor and rotating if the if they use you know whatever size they do have to close out at the rim without De'Aaron Fox it's not it's, it's not another player on that team that you can trust with that playmaking ability that's needed to pick apart the Warriors defense okay alright alright Chris are the Warriors cook talk to me I'll be the Warriors not cooked, but the the I'm Kings sorry, are for Kings sure. cooked. Yeah, the the Kings are for sure cooked, and I laugh because it's crazy that like it's Game Four and we saying they cooked, like you know, like it, it it's crazy that who would have thought the Kings of all people, you know, who would have thought the Kings of all people would be cooked after after a couple of games in a series, you know? I mean, it's they fought, it's they fought, like 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 like. Why is Harrison Barnes shooting the ball for game? Yeah. I don't care who else on the court shoot the ball. I know I would have told you, you sit in the corner over there, far away from me. Malik Monk, you come here. Anybody else go on the other side, you just don't touch the ball. And Harrison Barnes. And, and you know, 
That uh, that man been open. He he open. You know, I just I just want to say something real quick, and it has nothing to do with this thing in my background. You can never trust a Tar Heel to shoot in the playoffs. It's just not a great idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Danny Green went ahead and sold LeBron those few years ago. Now we got Harrison Barnes selling the Kings. You know, I'm just saying, don't trust guys who wore baby blue in college to put you on in the playoffs. It's a bad bet every time, every single time. No, but seriously, though, it, it, you're right. Harrison Barnes should not be shooting as many shots as he's shooting. And I'm going to take it a step further. When Draymond was out, they needed to capitalize. They needed that win. They, that they, went, like they a, went at the series they, over. They went at the, the series yeah. is over. That team was dead in the water. That You know how dead in the water that team was? They were down by double digits, and Clay Thompson didn't do one of these numbers. Because <laughs> y'all know that that man throw up the fours more than the Charlotte chick. I am telling you right now, <laughs> if Clay Thompson can't throw up a four, that team is demoralized and they were ready to be done. And you let them off the hook. And now your star is hurt because you were playing. Has, has Clay, has anybody had a bigger fall from grace than Clay when it comes to, I guess I want to say like a likable NBA player? Was Clay ever likable? Yes, early Warriors run. Clay was the one person on the team that people was like, Clay was the Desmond Bane of the Warriors. No, like people hated the. I don't remember any Clay hate early in a run. Clay was the dry humor, uh, office type. Yeah, he was. You know, I think I think that's what made people mess with him. I don't know. Steph was always the guy that I was like, hey, he cool, man. Like, he lame, but he cool. See, but people people call Steph lame. Like, you know what I'm saying? People didn't hate Steph, but they thought he was lame. Clay was like like, the homie in that early in that run. It's like Drake and Wayne. Like, Draymond was always my guy. Draymond was the one that I'm like, personality wise, I'm like, ah, no. I like that. (laughs) I I like him. No. no. I ain't never heard of that one. No. Hey, I'll accept it. I'll be in that boat by myself. I don't give a damn. I'll be in that Draymond boat all by myself. That was my guy. He, you going to drown on that boat too. Uh-huh. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> I don't care about none of it. it. Before Kevin Durant got there, that was my guy. The passion, the fire, the intensity, and he always teetered on the right side of that line of fire before KD got there. After KD was there, mm, he listen, turned into bro, something listen. different. Draymond could be standing outside my place saying, hey, bro, I just want to shoot some hoops with you. And I'd be like, bro, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Just because he charged 70 that one time to get the club. Just because he charged 70. You didn't even pay the 70. That's the crap. If you paid the 70 and it wasn't jumping, I could understand your beef with Draymond. I could understand it. Better yet, our parking lot pimped that day, too. I came back out at 2 a.m. when the bar closed and said, this is where I'm going to mingle at. I know. I was not paying him no 50, 70, whatever he was charging. I was not paying it. For a bar I go to for free. What? what Listen, like? that's that's always been my guy. But honestly, I never really liked Clay. I always thought that it was like fake. Like that that whole like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. Like, oh, this yeah, is you cool. think so? I always thought it was fake. And sure as manure stinks, this man has shown us all who he is. Time and time again. <laughs> Every time they get beat. For for Clay, stop. It's I mean. Weird. He he do got four rings. 
<laughs> do got four rings, man. But is that not lame? Imagine if Brown went around doing that. Imagine if Brown went around throwing up fours every time the Lakers was getting beat. Do you well, know? It, it, it would I'm be lame, mad. but at the same it, time. I'm going to keep it. Go ahead, guy. No, I, I say it, it would be lame if Brian did it, but at the same time, Brian got so much other stuff to flex. What else Clay got? It, it is a little lame. Every time That's you fair. boot LeBron, That's he fair. do one of these, though. He put the crown on his head. It is a little lame he do that. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, but that's my point. That's my point. Like, bro, like, <laughs> even the stuff you deserve can still get lame sometimes. And like, Clay, you won those rings. You did your thing, brother. But it's still lame. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's still it's still just very very nasty work. But I digress. I digress. I I think we can all agree. Hey, Mike Brown, congratulations on your coach of the year. You can now do this whenever you're losing. Just oh wait, no, you got two. So you can go ahead and do one of these. What do you got? One oh seven. Yeah, I think he won one in 07 or something like that. Oh, yeah, that that, that, that Cleveland team did have about like 63 wins yeah, or something yeah, crazy yeah, like yeah. that. Go ahead go ahead and throw up your twos. Crazy uh, thing is, I still couldn't even point out Mike Brown's system if I had to pick a system. I couldn't even point it out. Boy, your guess is good as mine. Your guess is very much so as good as mine. <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent to uh, Popovich's system, but you got to run it slightly different because you don't have Duncan in the middle. So 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 it's a Some it's a pace and space that. with kind of a triangle on one side, but it's more of a perimeter centric like pace and space. But they still run that that three man, you know, triangle on one side and then do wing corner on the other. Okay, Josh Legler. Okay, Josh Legler, <laughs> we see you, boy. We see you. The and basketball I, analytics. I gotta I gotta say this too, man. AD, if you make a Xavier Tillman look like Tim Duncan one more time, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it, AD. I'm, and Xavier Tillman looked like he's just one of the best bigs in the league right now. That brother came off the bench because Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are both out. He's the third string. If you don't tighten up, AD, I'm going to have a problem with you. We're going to have to shoot ones, AD. I ain't going to lie. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Chris. Get ready to put your hands up because uh, I think that Xavier is getting ready to have another big game on AD. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead hey, and be waiting outside. Go ahead and be waiting outside. Hey, listen, I know it's part of your parlay, but go ahead and be waiting outside the crypto. Why is AD in? Go ahead. It's going to have to go there. I ain't going to lie. He's going to have to see me, bro. He gonna, but, is, Xavier Tim is 6'8", bro. 6'8". Hey, hey, listen. Hey, li- I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, you ain't mad. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Okay. You ain't wrong. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Many people got it wrong as far as when the f- deal would be finalized between the Jets and the Packers. It has finally come. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. The Jets and the Packers did basically a pick swap in the first round this year, meaning the Packers moved up from 15 to 13. Jets moved back from 13 to 15, and they get a conditional pick next year to where it's a second rounder unless Aaron Rodgers plays 65% or more of the snaps, which then upgrades it to a first rounder. And I believe they got uh, a fifth and a third this year's fifth. Or no, no, they got this year's second and next year's fifth as well. Fellas, what do y'all think about this trade? Um, I think that it is a rental, and based on what they got him for, it's a very smart trade for one, the Jets. Um, I don't think they they have enough tools quite yet to to win a championship. And if you know Aaron Rodgers is there for one year, then it's kind of a waste. But at the same time, 
it's it's not as if the Jets have been doing a greatest job of utilizing their draft picks. I mean, they have drafted well, spotty here and there. Um, but I believe it or not, I think it's a good deal for both sides because mm-hmm. looking at it on the surface, you think like, ah, uh, the, the the Packers kind of so people have played uh, paid a bigger haul for players with that caliber um, at a at an older age, um, but. The Packers have proven really well to to know how to draft properly. So I think that first pick, along with the picks that they already have, they can do a good job at retooling and putting together a team that's I don't think they win the NFC North, but I think, you know, two, three years from now, we're looking at that Packers team again at the top of the NFC North. Don't say that. I mean, I don't want to no. say it, but at the same no. time, if I've been alive for 30 years and the Packers won the NFC North, 27 of them. Listen, they have come up with some ridiculous. That, what are the odds that you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? Like, what are the, what are the chances <laughs> that that happens? Like, you just happen to look up upon two of the guys that statistically are going to be in the top ten of all time, back to back, right after each other. Like, what? What? And mind you, not only did they come behind each other, there was virtually little to no overlap for real. Because when you really look at the grand scheme of their careers. How much time did Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre spend together? What was it, four, four or five years, something like that? Yeah, I want to say four. Both of them played for 20. So, in essence, you got like 15 years of unadulterated Favre. Didn't Aaron Rodgers go? Didn't Brett Favre go to the Jets after the Packers? Yeah, he did. He did. Then the Vikings next, right? Yeah. All right, we see Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings in two years. Hey, now that. Now that team would actually be scary. That team would actually be very scary for the NFC North. But anyway, um, so one year old Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I'd be more worried about Dalvin Cook at that point because, like, he'd be pretty old. He'd be pretty whole backfield. Just got bad knees, bad hips, bad. But anyway, uh, Chris, what you think about this trade, man? For what the Jets gave up, cool. If they was a win now team. New York. You, you don't think they win now? Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. When the last time the Jets did anything? Stop playing. What? Stop Stop it. Chris, stop it. You don't think that this team is in win now mode? I think they're in, I think they're in win now mode. I don't think they win now. <clears throat> oh. So y'all saying that they like the Hawks. Y'all saying this is the Hawks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that it bad. It ain't that bad. They got a defense, I mean, but they got It sounds like y'all saying they go. They paid this price to get kicked out the playoffs in the first round. That's what it sounds like Bro, y'all saying. They, they have a good defense, Kenton. They have a good defense. But what I'm saying is, what else? And then what? You know, that song and then. Bro, they have offensive weapons. Brees Hall was looking like the best of the rookie running backs by a mile till he got hurt. And then what happened after he got hurt? An undrafted rookie by the name of Bam Knight, once again, pointing at the NC State logo back here, uh, by the name (laughs) of Bam Knight, went on to break a bunch of rookie records for undrafted rookies. Okay, okay. And also, Michael Carter, a UNC guy, went on to do good things for them as well in the backfield. Garrett Wilson looked amazing. What what are we doing here? They that offense looked good. Elijah Moore wanted the ball more, of course, but they you couldn't get it to him with Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson couldn't hit the I side of the Walmart take. from the parking I got, lot. I, I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Talk to me. Talk to me. You ain't gonna like me, Gibbs. You gonna want to smack me? Talk when to I say me. This. Talk, talk to me. What, what's going on? Aaron Rodgers about to Kyrie that thing up. 
Aaron Rodgers well, nah, about to Kyrie that thing. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Aaron Rodgers about to Kyrie that thing. That's that's believable. But I'm saying if we work under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers just acts like a normal human being, which we know is hard for Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We know it's hard for Aaron Rodgers to be normal. But if Aaron Rodgers acts like a semi-normal human, just goes in, plays football, goes to win the championship, I'm not saying that they can get past the Chiefs. I'm not. Not saying that, not saying that that's an automatic, especially given that everybody keep looking like disregarding how many good receivers are in this draft. And like if they end up with somebody like Zay Flowers or something like that, I'm going to be crying and throwing up for the rest of the league because I mean, all the rest <laughs> of us are just competing for second at that point. But with that being said, I think that they could go deep in the playoffs, though. Like I think at minimum. I think their floor is the divisional round if they run into the Chiefs or if if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. But I, I think that they're I think they're in a good spot. I think they're in a good spot. I I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But again, now if Aaron Rodgers blows it up, hey, I wouldn't be too surprised by that happening either. But you know, I think he can. I think he can hold it together for at least a season or two. Kyrie Rodgers. <laughs> Lord Jesus, leave, listen. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, I think that this is a trade in which the Packers need to look at themselves and say, like, what did we really do here? Why did we not trade him sooner to a team that was more desperate? Why? Because a lot of people, some people feel like, oh, well, they got the Jets into a corner and all the other quarterbacks were gone and da 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 People don't realize how young the Jets are. Who would y'all say is the Jet, Jets' top two defensive players? Most people Sauce would say Gardner. it's Sauce Gardner yeah, and, say uh, Sauce. and Quentin Williams. Most people would say it's those two. I would probably agree with that. Neither one of those guys are above 24, I believe. I'm fairly certain both of those guys are. Well, Sauce definitely not. I don't know about. Sauce definitely not. But Quentin Williams, I believe he's, uh, I want to say he's like 23 or 24 himself. So, like, I'm looking at, oh, I'm sorry, he's 25. But either way, even if you waste a year, we all know that a player's prime is generally 26, 27, right? Depending on position in football. Huh? Depending on position in football. Well, yeah, depending on position. But even still, like, if you're looking at a defensive tackle and you're saying, like, when am I probably going to get the best version of him? 26, 27 is about when you're going to get, depending on his, his style of play. And Quentin Williams, the way that he plays football, he's explosive, he's low to the ground, and he he plays with good leverage, he plays with great energy. He brings so many things that even if he lost a step, he still has a lot of other good things to make up for. Honestly, if I was them, I would have been like, hey, I mean, we could we could play this waiting game, but like he's gonna retire if y'all make him come back. So and when I look at what they actually gave up, they moved back two spots, they gave up what a second rounder this year. And uh, they, they gave, gave up, up first round. They gave up a first they, round. They gave up a no. No, I'm saying they 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 moved two spots back. They because the the Packers were 15, they were 13. So they and then they gave up next year's second, which could turn into a first, and the sixth rounder next year or a sixth rounder this year as well. But they got a fifth rounder in return. Like again, I'm looking at the Packers like, bro, what y'all own? What y'all own? Why did y'all not do this? Why did y'all not look at, I don't know, the Titans and say, hey, listen, y'all know that Derrick Henry ain't going to be like that for long. Y'all know Jarrell Casey, uh, Kevin Byer, they're not going to be like that for long. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that y'all get the quarterback that y'all want. 
but y'all going to have to pay a hefty price for him. And guess what? The Titans are liable to pay it because the Titans know Derrick Henry is not going to be Derrick Henry in three years. Kevin right. Byard is not going to be Kevin Byard in three years. Jarrell Casey is not going to be Jarrell Casey in three years. That is not how football works. Those players will not be who they are today. So, you know, but instead, you messed around, played around, meandered, and waited. And now, look at the deal, and I'm going to put it like this. Look at the deal that Deshaun Watson got. And you're telling me, in terms of, like, the trade package, and you're telling me that Aaron Rodgers didn't – he wasn't worth half of that? Even if you say Aaron Rodgers is a rental, he's a rental that can get you to the Super Bowl. Like, it's like saying, oh, they drove a rental to prom. Well, if the rental was a McLaren, who cares? Like, you you won. Did? You did what you were supposed to do. You did the thing. I drove a rental to prom, for sure. Absolutely. And and that's 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 my point exactly. That you know, they they got a Maserati rental or they got a Porsche rental for Honda Civic rental prices. Good for y'all, Jets. Holy fleece. I know that GM from the Packers got whooped so bad he hit up with the Ryan Garcia. He's, you are a good man, bro. You're a good man. That's I that's just, what he I has just to tell understand the Packers. The Packers don't really gotta have a backup plan for real. Like Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm I'm looking at Guyton like, what you mean they're gonna be back on the, on top of the NFC North in two years, bro? Watch out, watch out. They don't. Okay, hey, we be doing this pod two years from now. Hey, listen, bro, watch out because if this actually come true, me and you gonna have to see each other outside. <laughs> we, we gonna have to see each other outside so, don't, well, the Lions don't, don't. can't stop gambling, so. Listen, listen, <laughs> leave Jameson Williams out of this, man. Leave Jameson Williams out of it. He ain't know no better. You know what I mean? He, them Bama boys don't know no better. All them wide receivers out of Bama, they're known for making bad decisions. Thank God this is one of the minor ones. Thank God this is one of the minor ones. Really got suspended for a year. We don't even want to talk about the other guy. And now we got this one. Like, this is just, uh, yeah. Um, and Pete, they did it at Ford Field. That's the craziest part, bro. <laughs> Just dumb. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. God, At Ford Field is wild. Why? Why? This is my question. Why? Like, y'all are millionaires for real. Like, yeah. what do you stand to gain from this? What do you. You know, beats me. Anywho. Anywho. I'm, it, it beats them too. That's why they're going to be sitting on the sideline <laughs> for the first six games of next season because they got beat over the head just like everybody else. But anyway, I know y'all tired of us talking about betting and parlays and who gonna be out and Aaron Rodgers. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,